When it comes to picking the perfect treats for your dog, Stuart makes the choice easy by keeping it real. Real ingredients, real nutrients, real benefits. Stuart dog treats are free from additives, corn, soy, wheat, and grains. Plus, they're freeze-dried to lock in all the great nutrition and natural flavor your furry friend deserves. Stuart freeze-dried dog treats. Big, tail-wagging nutritional benefits. Available on Amazon.com today. Fly at the VMAs. Fight night over Megan Fox. Then, what happened to Gabby? Her boyfriend came back with their camper. But where was Gabby? We don't eat, we don't sleep. And exclusive, Derek Chauvin's bodyguard. We had to worry about people throwing Molotov cocktails. Revelations that can only now be told. The cloak and dagger operation to keep the hated murderer of George Floyd alive. He was actually holed up here in a top secret location. Plus another big exclusive, Gator Girl. For the first time, her injuries. Hi, pal. Her return to work. I can't believe you're this close to him. Does he want another piece of her? And Britney's big engagement. You like it? Yes. Plus, hang on, kitty. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Frantic parents are asking for the public's help in finding their daughter who disappeared while on a road trip visiting national parks out west with her boyfriend. The boyfriend came back from the trip, but she did not. And as Stephen Fabian reports, he's not saying a word about what might have happened. Hello, hello, and good morning. Where is Gabby? That's the question haunting the parents of a 22-year-old woman who was last seen on a cross-country road trip with a young man she identified as her fiancé. The fiancé reportedly returned with the camper van, but no Gabby. We spoke to Gabby's mother, Nicole Schmidt, today. We don't eat, we don't sleep, we are constantly on social media talking to everyone we can trying to get leads. Gabby Petito and her fiance Brian Laundry set off on their cross-country adventure on July 2nd, leaving from Gabby's mother's home in Blue Point, Long Island. They seem to have an adoring relationship, judging by these lovey-dovey images. On July 16th, they were in Zion National Park in Utah. August 12th found them at Arches National Park. I loved hearing about where she was. She would send me pictures every day of these beautiful places. I mean, it looked like a fairy tale. We've been lucky so far at all the places we've stayed. They documented their entire trip, including this amazing drone shot of their van in the desert. She had just bought a drone and she was trying to create these nice videos. I think our plan for today is to just hang out here in the tent. Um, Brian's stretching, doing some morning yoga. They were last seen checking out of a hotel in Salt Lake City on August 24th. On August 25th, Gabby called her mom to say they were in Wyoming on their way to Yellowstone. To the shock of her parents, Gabby's fiance returned home to Northport, Florida. Gabby was not with him. Laundry is reportedly not cooperating with authorities and has hired a lawyer. Saturday night, Gabby's mother and her stepfather reported her missing to police. We also spoke to Gabby's father, Joseph Petito. There are 350 plus million people in this country and, and, out, and even more outside. I'm asking for everyone's help. Is it like your daughter at all to not be in touch, to not call, to not text? Not even close. 
She's always in communication with myself. She calls her mother two, three times a week. What can you tell us about Brian? Do you have a message to him? <laughs> no comment. We need you to come home, Gabby. A GoFundMe account has been set up to help in the search for Gabby. You probably saw that viral video of an alligator trainer being pulled into the tank during a children's birthday party. Fortunately, a dad at the party jumped in to help save her. Now, it only happened a few weeks ago, but now in this Inside Edition exclusive, the trainer is headed back to work and talking with Jim Murray about what happened. It's video that shocked everyone. An alligator nearly tears its trainer's arm off as terrified children watch. And here's that woman today. In this Inside Edition exclusive, 31-year-old Lindsay Bull is returning to work at Scales and Tails, Utah, a reptile zoo in Salt Lake City. Were you nervous to walk in and see him again? I was a little nervous. I didn't know what my emotions were going to be. And how do you feel? Great. Lindsay remembers that she was trying to get the eight-and-a-half-foot alligator named Darth Gator to back up when he suddenly clamped down on her wrist. At the time, everyone assumed Lindsay was dragged into the tank, but she now reveals she jumped in on purpose, thinking it was the best way to fight against the dreaded death roll. My main objective at that point was to get into the enclosure with him so that I could freely roll. I see. At the same so time. You, you made the conscious decision, I got to get in so he doesn't pull over and then tear my arm off. Yeah, exactly. Did you have a specific action that you took? Yeah, so my hand was in his mouth and I was holding onto his face with my other hand. And when he went to roll, I just dropped my shoulder underneath him and that, yeah, took me with him. Lindsay actually called on moves she learned from years of gymnastics. Yeah! That's a common thing in gymnastics that you twist while you're flipping. And that was exactly, I just dropped my shoulder the same way that you would doing a twist and a flip. As Lindsay struggled, a fearless dad leaped into the enclosure and managed to pin the alligator down until Lindsay could be pulled to safety. He's just the greatest, even with a lot of training. It takes a lot of courage to get in there and do that. And I mean, he, he did not hesitate. Lindsay removed her bandage to reveal her injuries. Darth Gator ruptured 80% of her tendon. She's already making progress since her surgery last month and is expected to make a full recovery. Will you eventually be able to do this? I can do that. Oh, let me see. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and if you thought she'd stay far from Darth Gator. Hi, pal. Nope, not, not this young lady. I can't believe you're this close to him. Are you nervous at all? Um, if he were to come up a little bit or like start trying to climb up on the platform, I'd just close the door. Yep, she even fed him. I'm safe at this distance. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So did I. Yeah. What was the biggest fear that you had? Losing my arm. I just wanted to do whatever I could to mitigate the damage. Mission accomplished. Amazing woman. Lindsay's recovering so well that she's already been rock climbing. You know, the VMAs is always a wild night, but at Sunday's Video Music Awards, the biggest moment happened on the red carpet before the show even started. A dust-up broke out between UFC fighter Conor McGregor and musician Machine Gun Kelly, with actress Megan Fox caught in the middle. Fight night at the VMAs. In the pink corner, UFC fighter Conor McGregor. In the red corner, actress Megan Fox's boyfriend, Machine Gun Kelly. The scuffle started as Megan Fox stepped onto the red carpet at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, dazzling everyone with her see-through dress. But when she and her boyfriend refused to pose for a photo with McGregor, the quick-tempered fighter allegedly threw a drink at them. 
Photos show McGregor lunging at the rapper as security guards hold him back. Megan was hustled away to safety. Moments later, Kelly was in no mood to talk about it. You had a little scuffle with Conor McGregor on the carpet. What happened? The red carpet fight was the first of many surprises at the MTV show. It's 40th. And they said we wouldn't last. 63-year-old Madonna looked sensational. So did Jennifer Lopez, looking hot in a cutout skirt. Happy 40th birthday, MTV! The day before, J-Lo had a little drama of her own in Venice when an overzealous fan got a little too close for comfort with boyfriend Ben Affleck shoving the guy away. The spectacular show, which featured host Doja Cat, suspended from the rafters at the Barclays Center, capped a wild weekend in New York as the city returned to pre-pandemic mega events. Finals at the U.S. Open were packed to capacity. Compare that to last year when it was empty due to COVID restrictions. Team phenom Emma Raducanu took the title. Cheering her on, Brad Pitt and Bradley Cooper. On this busy weekend, towers of blue light where the World Trade Centers used to be. A reminder to all, as life moves on, we will never forget. The tribute in light is lit every year on September 11th. Former police officer Derek Chauvin is now two and a half months into his 22 and a half year prison sentence for the murder of George Floyd. And we're learning about the challenge of keeping him safe during the trial. We've got an exclusive interview with the security expert tasked with doing just that. The trial of Derek Chauvin transfixed America. All rise for the jury. 25 million people watched when he was found guilty of murdering George Floyd. Now we're learning of a nail-biting drama behind the scenes hidden from the cameras. I've been protecting people for, for 20 plus years. Professional bodyguard Scott Yell led a cloak and dagger operation that can only now be told. Derek Chauvin wasn't in custody. He was actually holed up here in a top secret location 35 miles from from Minneapolis across state lines in Wisconsin and the job of getting one of America's most hated men from here to the courthouse every day was a logistical nightmare. Yell used a fleet of bulletproof SUVs to prevent any assassination attempt targeting Chauvin. So this is one of the vehicles you used to transport Derek Chauvin. And again, it was more than one vehicle, right? It, it was. was. You had multiple vehicles. Uh, so Every SUV was equipped with here. a bag like this one. So what's this? This is mace. Oh my so gosh. If we needed to move people back from us and obviously if we don't want to be victims of it as well. So right. Gas mask, uh, right? There's masks, there's tourniquets. Um, obviously, COVID was a big thing, so we had COVID masks. Another essential travel so accessory, body armor. When you were traveling with Chauvin, were you all wearing bulletproof vests like this? Yes. There were crowds of protesters outside court each day. Just a glimpse of Chauvin could have ignited fury. What kind of dangers did you have to be aware of? People shooting, um, people throwing whether it be rocks, bricks, anything they, they could find. We also had to worry about people throwing Molotov cocktails. You were getting threats every day. Every day, every single day. There were also secret safe houses in this suburban neighborhood where Chauvin could be taken in an emergency. It's so top secret, you even tried to confuse us on the way here, driving us here, right? Yes, I did. You took us on sort of a roundabout way, so we're sort of like don't know where we are. 
Correct. Chauvin was smuggled into this parking lot beneath the courthouse each morning, but he was still thought to be in danger, even in court. Members of the jury were going to take our lunch break at this time. Yell even refused to let Chauvin eat any of the food provided by court officials. So the lunches would come out labeled defense team, jury, prosecution. Out of an abundance of caution, you would just throw those lunches out? We did. We just threw them in the trash. Well, they didn't accept them. You obviously had a lot of personal interactions with Derek Chauvin. How would you describe him? He is very shy. Um, He is a a real process-oriented, regimented individual. Yell says Chauvin is an almost obsessive-compulsive personality, sticking to a set routine. He was very, very methodical in everything that he did. If it was getting out of the vehicle the same way, if it was us opening the door, and, and you know, it was just always had to be the same way without fail, no exception. During those 44 days and nights protecting him, Yell says he saw Chauvin express remorse just once. I said, is there anything that I can do for you? And he said, you can take me back a year. Derek Chauvin is serving his sentence at a maximum security prison in Minnesota. Next, the baby-faced students accused of plotting a Columbine-style massacre. What mom is saying about her accused boy. And Brittany's big engagement. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Next, Inside Edition, Deborah Norville interviews Paula Jones, what she's saying about her portrayal in the new Monica Lewinsky miniseries. Tell me what they got wrong. Watch the next Inside Edition. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Now the cat that stole the show at the big college football game. This you don't see every day. A cat dangling from the upper deck of a college football stadium. Thousands of fans hold their breath. On the deck below, these fans have unfurled an American flag, just in case. How long can the cat hold on? You can see security guards and others are helpless to do anything. Hang in there, kitty. Oh, no. The flag actually breaks the fall. Basically held it like this. Craig and Kimberly Cromer are the fans who unfurled the flag. Anytime we go to the game, she likes to take the the American flag with us. It turned out to be very handy uh, this time because uh, it would have been a lot harder to catch that cat had we had to do it with our hands. Let's go to the instant replay. He hangs on there for a moment with two paws. Uh Uh-oh. Then just one. Then it happens. The drama took place at the University of Miami Appalachian State football game. We're told the cat was just fine. 
It was another big weekend for college football with huge crowds without masks packing stadiums across the USA even as the pandemic rages on. Once again, 100,000 fans filled the stadium at the University of Michigan alone. And Ashton Kutcher came in for some good-natured ribbing on ESPN after he and his wife said they don't bathe their kids every day. Now it's called outside wine. Um, and the whole idea is... And switching gears now, it's the first day of school in many parts of the country, and the pandemic has not put an end to concerns about school shootings. In fact, two students, just barely in their teens, are under arrest, accused of plotting a Columbine-type shooting at their middle school. These teens are charged with conspiracy to commit a mass Columbine-style school shooting. Connor Pruitt, 13, and his 14-year-old buddy Philip Bird were allegedly planning to target their middle school in Lehigh Acres, Florida. The arrest happened after an eighth grade teacher got a tip from a student at the school that one of the boys had a gun in his backpack. When the backpack was open, no gun was found, but police say there was a map with markings allegedly showing the exact location of all of the surveillance cameras in the school. The teens are said to have been extensively studying the 1999 Columbine massacre. What do you say about what you think their intent was? I am absolutely convinced that we prevented a mass shooting. The two suspects have been surfing online, trying to buy guns on the black market. They researched thoroughly Columbine. They were inspired by Columbine. Deputies searched their homes and found ammo, shotgun shells, knives, and other weapons. Philip Bird's mother, Carrie Tuller, broke down in tears during their appearance in court on Sunday. He's just a little boy. <laughs> I spoke with Carrie and stepdad Chris today. Carrie, how are you convinced that your son was not about to carry out a mass shooting? My son is no monster. He would not have hurt anybody. My niece goes to the school and he sure as heck wouldn't have hurt his family. The teens are due back in court on September 27th. We'll be back right after this. Still to come, Brittany's big engagement. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Bite. Britney Spears just made a big splash announcing she's engaged. Britney Spears has a ring on it. Her boyfriend, Sam Asghari, popped the question, and the two showed off the gorgeous ring on Instagram. I can't blanking believe it, Britney posted with ring and heart emojis. Look at that. You like it? Yeah. On the band, Sam engraved his nickname for Britney, Lioness. It was designed by New York jeweler Roman Malayev at Forever Diamonds. He wanted a ring that really was worthy of Britney's finger. 
the most important thing was that it was timeless and classic. So happy for you posted her old pal Harris Hilton. But actress Octavia Spencer dared to say what many are thinking. Make him sign a prenup. Sam had this witty response. Of course, we're getting an ironclad prenup to protect my Jeep and shoe collection in case she dumps me one day. Look at that. You like it? Yeah. And tomorrow we'll have exclusive reaction to the engagement from Britney's first husband. Here's a preview. Next, Inside Edition. After Britney's engagement announcement, Britney's husband of 55 hours speaks out. Do you think he's out for fame or for money or for love? Watch the next Inside Edition. That's coming up tomorrow. And when we come back, it's a mascot dance-off. Finally today, if you were a football football fan, this past weekend was a very good weekend, both with the NFL and the NCAA in action. And if you're a real college fan, one of the fun things is to watch the mascots duke it out. Well, check out what we call Dancing with the Mascots. It's a battle of the mascots, bird versus dinosaur. Bird goes first, then it's dinosaur's turn. And the winner is... Even Bird has to acknowledge it's the dinosaur. But I'm just going to say, as an alumna of the University of Georgia, you didn't have Harry Dog in the competition because he would have hands down won. Go dogs! That's Inside Edition for today. We thank you for watching, and we'll see you again tomorrow. If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.